Hello, and welcome to Spoiler Party. I'm Claire. I'm still Micah. It's been, such a, it's been such a long time. Do you People think, might have uh, forgotten. The two listeners might forget. The, even the what? ones that I was personally? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh-huh. Um, all right, so I do have a fun fact for today. Um, <laughs> despite the, the long gap, uh, I was reading about sea slugs, and sea slugs have a general ability to lose bits of their body and still like be cool and regrow them but um and that's not like super unusual i mean it's somewhat unusual but like and then lots, lots of animals can lose like bits and starfish and shit and like yeah, so, also like lizard can, yeah lose their tails, tails and, and things so yeah. yeah but there is one type of sea slug sea slug called a elysia marginata they can actually lose its entire body up to its head. Like, its heart, its intestines, everything. It all goes, all up to its head. And then it regenerates the entire rest of its body. And it lives. Huh. Yeah, and it survives also off of, like, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, the thing, like, plants do. Um, photosynthesis? Yeah, basically, it, it, uh, it survives off photosynthesis while it, while it grows the rest of its body. Um, huh. Yeah. From photosynthesis from kleptoplasty after separating from the digestive system. Um, so, huh. yeah. And the interesting part about it is uh, it doesn't seem like it's a survival mechanism in the sense of like escaping from predators because it's a slow, pretty slow process. Um, so it really, really do that much good. But it seems like it's a controlled mechanism to eliminate parasites. So if they have like a parasite on their body, they can just just ditch that. And be like, all right then, all right, homies. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Free lunch is over. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess the parasite gets to eat the rest of it. The rest of the body, but. I don't know. Depends on how the parasite works. Yeah, I don't know how parasites work. Well, I know, well, depend. (sighs) Yeah. Depends on how that particular parasite works. I don't know much about sea slug centric parasites, so. Are we like brood obligating on on the situation? (laughs) Um, well, it's probably, probably more of a regular obligate situation more than a brood because well I mean they, well sea slugs are I mean I guess parasites can be okay they can be any size in any situ- living situation so. yeah alright well I'll go on my deep dive on the rest of sea slug like uh, body stuff and reproduction at a, at a later date we can see about that mm-hmm. <laughs> but for now, we're going to move on to talking about our book. We are absolutely going to do that. The book, this episode, I'm going to set a time period like, like this month's book club selection is, because, <laughs> uh, anyway, is One Last Stop by Casey. McQuiston. Absolutely. I did definitely was trying to be cute and didn't forget the name, um, <laughs> is a book. Yeah, and uh, be forewarned, this is a very new book. This and is, I guess, newer than we normally do. Yeah, we've done a couple others that were, I think, almost as new, but I think uh, one of them I was just trashing the book, so I didn't care. So this one is new and good. An episode that you will eventually hear. Yeah, we'll post it at some point. At any rate, <laughs> yeah. But um, so if it is something you're interested in reading and you don't like spoilers, this is called Spoiler Party for a reason. So Yeah, we won't spoil the shit out of this. Yeah. So, all right. So, okay. So, first thing first. This is a romance novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, people don't know. Casey McQuiston is a McQuiston. There's not an in there. That's part of the reason I stopped because I want to put an in. Like McQuinton or something? Yeah. McQuinston. McQuinston. Mm. McQuiston. Mm-hmm. They're British, no? Yeah, um, no. no, 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 they're, they're not, not British. British. Sorry, okay. they're from around these parts. They're from Louisiana. Oh, okay, okay, okay. A few things make sense. All right, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so. But the confusion that you're having comes from the fact that their first book is called Red, White, and Royal Blue, and right. one of the protagonists in that is British. Yes. But the other one's from Texas, so. Well, also, I haven't read that one. Yes. So you're I missing out. It. I, well, it's I like knew, it's a series. You didn't need to read it. I know, I know. I'm saying, but I am, I'm new to the romance. Well, not, not, I've been reading them for a minute now. I, st- I still read more romance books correct, than you do. Yes. Correct. Yes. I read more mushroom books. <laughs> anyway. Um, so this is a romance novel, and it falls along with all the tropes. Uh, not all the tropes. Many tropes of romance novels. Uh, 
of the traditional romance novel, with the exception that this one is also a science fiction novel, and that's cool. I'm in on that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and like heavy sci-fi. Yeah. Which I did not know going into this book. Yeah. That it was heavy sci-fi. It's also about two queer women, which is still unfortunately pretty uncommon. Yeah, in the published uh, romance novel space, it is not. It is still a new phenomenon. Yeah. Another book we're going to talk about in the future. Hellion's Waltz and mm-hmm. the Olivia White books. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are also things. The Feminine Pursuits series. Right. Another, we got to yeah. hit on a princess. In, no, a prince on paper is the other. A princess in common, in search of a how to find a princess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Are we sure? Sure. I'm thinking we're gonna hit the hit the. We're just gonna basically do all of them. Do all the good ones. Because yeah. there's there's a decent chunk out there these days. It's just. And, I mean, a decent chunk relative to, I guess, what they used to be or whatever. Um, like, there's a decent chunk out there that don't actually end in everyone dying. Right. Which is good. Yes. But there's still a quality threshold on, like, the vast majority of them that is not my fave. Yeah, there's that world. There's the thing is with romance novels that I have come to find is that a lot of them are still... On the, not on the precipice, that's the wrong word. Um, Like, very close to self-published. Yeah. A lot of vanity fiction in that particular space uh, due to how publishing works. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's not like it's... So, some of these books, you can tell, really need an editor. And while they may have an editor listed on the book itself... They're not really doing... They're not doing, like, the heavy lifting of, like, a le- proper, like a legit legitimate editor. editors. Yeah. You know, so... They're playing, uh, you know, an actual person who hits the spell check button yes. on your book. <laughs> they, read, they read through occasionally to find, like, major boo-boos. Yeah. But sometimes they don't even do that. I've like, I'm pretty sure. A few, like, oh, like, public. Not like, when I say this, it's like, what's what about it is, this is not, like, just actual vanity fiction. Like, straight up, like, uh, local small press author in your local bookstore vanity fiction. I mean, like, this is published in, in like... And of course, it's also easier to become published and put it in a major bookstores now that the Amazon self-publishing situation. But like actual publishers who publish other people's books, um, they make the like sub-brands of publishers for these romance novels, and they crank them out, complete with audiobook versions, which I guess they get me to do the recordings because they're trash. And um, it is like like published, published works that you can actually, that are like, I don't know, it's hard to whatever, but it's actually published and they suck and it's wild and it's a thing that blows my mind. Um, I wasn't prepared for how many books were going to be published and also be bad. Well, lots of published books are bad, but you know what I mean. <laughs> a particular kind of bad where, yeah, yeah. But that said, there is still a lot of really good stuff in the romance uh, genre and I do feel like we're starting to get more like legitimately good queer uh, protagonists. In, in a lot of books. Not just that, like, pile of, like, uh, MLM books written by horny housewives. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most of which are paranormal. Yeah. 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 Anyway, <laughs> this book, none of those. This book, banger. Yes. This book, very good. Very good. I was definitely, I was um, the one really looking forward to this book because I had read their first book, um, which was very, very good. And mm. I did not really expect to super like because royalty is not my jam, but it's really freaking good. And if you're on the fence for that reason, I recommend reading it regardless. Um, but we went to this book and I was like, okay, holy shit, the first book was super good despite the fact that I didn't particularly think I was going to like the premise. And then the second book, the premise is about two queer women and one of them is a time-traveling lesbian from... Like the seventies, 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 seventies. So I was like, "Oh shit, this is cool as hell." I'm gonna really dig this, and right. I did. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. So yeah, um, let's go. Let's run through. Let's do our thing. Let's pull back. We're gonna look at the characters. Yeah. Uh, this is the same. We're gonna use the same format we do for murder mysteries. Uh, we need to list 
our list of suspects. We need a protagonist first. <laughs> uh, we have August. Yes, the main protagonist, I would say, is August. Correct. It's, we're in her head. We're so in her head. I, that would definitely make her yeah. the main protagonist yeah. in this instance. Mm-hmm. And she is me. <gasps> no, no, no. I never decided. That, I didn't that know face. you were from New Orleans. I am not from New Orleans. Dang. But there are various points throughout the book, bits that I'm just like, oh shit, hit me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm in the book too. It's okay. Um, she's like me if I was Veronica Mars, mm. mixed with Rory from the Gilmore Girls, but only a tiny bit. Only a t- only a tiny bit. Just in the sense that her and her mom have a very fucked up codependent relationship. Right. Yes. And then she's also like girl detective because her mom's brother disappeared. Like, before she was born. And her mom seems to have basically had a daughter so that someone could help her research her brother's disappearance. Yeah. Which is, you know... There is no... There legitimately is no father. It's an artificial intimidation situation. Right. And she did it alone because she hates her parents. Fair. And uh, also is a bit obsessed. Yeah. So, yeah, it does seem that August was born... To become a helper. Yeah. In this regard. So August is kind of messed up. A little bit. A little bit. Has some personal feelings about that. Yeah. But at this point, in, when the book starts, August has uh, kind of thrown off her mom's expectations, or at least attempted to, and moved to New York to continue being a student forever, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and moves in with some people. Yeah. So that's when we start meeting some more of our our. The, the dramat- dramatis personae. Yes, them. So that's a phrase people use. Yes, absolutely. Um, so we have. So she moves in. The book opens up in a house interview because uh, she wants to find an apartment, and so she's being interviewed by the people who live in the apartment for her to become their newest roommate because uh, rent is it's New York City anyway. So honestly, though, the rent that they quote in the book is still pretty ridiculously bogus. low for New York yeah. City. Yep. For your own room? Are you kidding me? Yes, for her, for a whole room to herself. A whole room. Was it like seven hundred or something like that for the I think whole room? I'm pretty sure it was seven hundred. Yeah. Chaos. Yeah. Like, look. I'm like, I know people in New York that would kill for that. Absolutely would. And they try. She does the thing where she tries to like uh, list off all the things that are wrong with the apartment to make it worse and sound bad or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, yeah, what's still kill for that yeah absolutely it's a, it's a three-bedroom apartment for 2800 new yeah. york city mm-hmm. like yeah mm-hmm. yeah you can do that here right right <laughs> so right. um maybe casey Kristen is still a little bit too much of a southern person to uh, realize just how <laughs> if they still live if they still live in louisiana then they, have, <laughs> they, they really have no idea how housing prices work because good god um, um but yeah so the uh roommate that is being talked to is Nico. Right. Nico is a psychic. Yes. And unlike and I'm a so when the book starts and Nico's a psychic, I think I think a lot of thoughts. My first thought is, <laughs> oh no, August, get out. Um, but then I was also like, well seven hundred bucks, I'll deal with the psychic too. Hell yeah. Um Me and August had the same turn of thought. <laughs> right. But uh it turns out that Nico's actually a psychic and yep. not just and i because i am out on psychics and so uh i was about to be out on this not like whatever but like, like moderately out yeah it was like oh god i have to deal with i have to deal with horoscope man over here yeah yeah um but no actual psychic um at least yeah very much mm-hmm. so so we have actual psychic nico we have nico's girlfriend um myla myla who says to it multiple times in this book, one very specific occasion, says things that I swear have come out of my mouth. Yep. And I'm just like, yo, that's all right. Yeah, if I'm August, okay. you're definitely Myla. That was like, oh, that's, yeah, that's definitely my phrasing. Ah, interesting. Myla is an artist who's also an electrical engineer, mm-hmm. which is not really Micah. At all. But. Neither an electrical engineer nor an artist. I mean, given value of artist. You know, lots of things can I'm be defined artist, as art. I'm an artist with this wee whacker. <laughs> but yeah, so Myla is the one who really kind of brings August into the fold of like being friends and not just flatmates. Because Nico's a bit out there, and August is kind of like, "What well, the fuck is your deal?" Which fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But Mila's like, we're friends now, basically. Mila's like, we're adopting you. Yeah, Mila uh, makes... And it's... The thing... So, a good thing about, I like about this book, is whatever, is that while this is very much a romance novel, and the romance novel is a strong focus, much like our murder mysteries that we like the most, there's a lot of other things going on. Mm-hmm. There's um, a lot of other characters that are fun and are developed, and there's hijinks, and there's... And because of the stuff, we do... We are able to avoid the few pitfalls that... Are, that come up still often enough that makes me wary of a lot of a lot of romance novels. The, th- the, the single thing that makes me not like a romance novel, any novel, mm-hmm. but it happens more often in a romance novel, is the needless miscommunication that yeah. leads to angst and fighting that is ultimately going to get addressed at some point that never had to happen in the first place. It's just the there to fill up space. It, yes, it's just there to get these next 15 to 20 pages mm-hmm. out of the way mm-hmm. so we can reach our, our, our page count or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, or to like, or to do plot-based stupidity in order to get to where we need to go. So like, um, not I'm not in on that. And so because this book it's also a friendship book. Because mm-hmm. August, uh, due to her upbringing, very solo, very individual. And so uh, is looking to not have friends because friendships are weights that bear you down and you need to still live alone. Because I am an Rock. island. Rock. I'm an island. island. I have my books and my poetry to protect me. I got that shit. Like, yes. An island never cries. You know? Exactly. Exactly. An a island rock feels no pain and an island never cries. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so, and August doesn't cry. So this is another important character trait. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was me touching my hand to my chest. This is a visual medium. <laughs> um, but yes, but she has to learn how to have friends. Mm-hmm. And it is always, that is a very hard thing to do as an adult. And even though they're only, even though, my God, they're babies. I know. So, I had to get over it. Not like get over it. That was fun. whatever. But like. They're like what? Like, all like, like 20, 20, 23. 23. Like, yeah. yeah. August is like, I'm going to turn 23. Yeah. Just, well, I and it's all very like convenient or whatever in a way oh, that like. Yeah. Making God. friends and having like found family doesn't tend to usually be that like easy. Right. In if life. you're not born into it, like this yeah. is a difficult situation. We're not born. You know what I mean? Like if you're yeah. not. Like. I mean, but like also. Time. It, you know. It does sometimes happen where people are just like, you know what? This person is a fucking loner weirdo who needs love, and right. we're just going to. No, if it's fucking to give them the like, choice in the matter, suck you into our out. already existent like. And look, as someone who, like August, uh, will very much live my life by myself, if less of my own devices. <laughs> sometimes you do need people to reach out and drag you out of your hole. Totally, so, like it's whatever. But so what I'm saying is that like. Uh, the convenience is good because otherwise we'd have a very different plot that I would have hated. Yes, yeah, it's uh. very, it's very sweet. I can, I can forgive any like little bit of suspension of disbelief that I have to put in there. Right. Um, everybody in the house is great. The thing, so here's the thing: I can't believe that everybody in the house is great because they would have booted even yeah. with money problems. Oh yeah. Anybody who wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, in that situation, so the housemates we have, we have Nico, we have Myla. Uh, they're great. They adopt August, and we have August, the other housemate, fourth member. Wes. Uh, Wes is the trust fund baby who no longer has a trust fund because his parents might be mildly homophobic. Just a uh, touch. Just a touch. So much so that they booted him out of the trust fund. Also I think because the, the, he, went to, no, he went out because yeah. of the... Um, the like, final straw whatever was like him dropping out of architecture school or whatever. Right. But it's, it's to felt, like, It feels to me, not like obvious, or, but like it feels to me that if Wes was the proper right. son, even if he had gone off to It's like, you're gay and school. you want to be an artist mm-hmm. instead of doing mm-hmm. architecture a respectable pro- profession? Right. How yeah. dare you? They couldn't parade him around for anything. Right, and so right. There was if, no way in which, yeah, yeah, he was meeting there. So, like, yeah, boot, bye. Uh, Wes is surly and scared. And I, yeah. Speaks, speaks to my heart. Yeah. I'm also surly and scared. So, uh the diff- big difference is that the fifth member of the house, Noodles, uh, <laughs> who, blessedly, not as big a plot point as I thought was going to be <laughs> at first. Um, I thought Noodles was going to be like a thing that drove uh, August up a wall. Right. It turns out, Noodles, actually, fine dog, rarely shows up. Yeah. Uh, happy dog. Good dog comes around. In, comes out. A little over-enthusiastic occasionally. Absolutely. But, you know, dogs. Dogs, so it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was worried it was gonna be a plot point, but in fact, Noodles just lives in the house, and that's yeah, great. It's anyway, fine. It's awesome. Yeah. So, 
That's the housemates. The other characters we run into, and I'm doing this in a very specific order. Okay. Is we run into. Uh, I'm gonna let you drive the wheel this this bit. Down in Popeyes, we have um, not down in Popeyes, but they live in they live in an uh, apartment complex that is located above a Popeyes. Yes. Um, Ideal. Yes. And in this Popeyes is a service elevator. And it's not for the house tenants to use. It is for the Popeyes to load things in and out and get things up and down from wherever they need to grab things in from or what have you. Uh, And it's not usable by people who live there except for Isaiah, who is an accountant. And as we in this household, we stand accountants. We do. Accountants are not boring. Hush. Right. And to prove that accountants are not boring, our accountant Isaiah is also um, a superhero named Antidepressant, um, a.k.a. a drag queen, um, also a superhero. Which is the persona that uh, August 1st meets her in. Correct. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We don't meet Isaiah until late, far later into the book. Yes. Uh, we meet Antidepressant first. Who teaches August the ways of the service elevator? Just gotta which wink. August will never use. No, oh God, I felt that so bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because because antidepressant, you know, does the whole like wink and chache at the Popeyes uh, clerk or whatever, right. and uh, and he's like, okay, let me take you back here, or whatever, because like, I think there was some favor, some favor yeah. was done at some point or whatever. Right. And August is like, oh, that's cool. And, and everyone's like, yeah, you can totally do it or whatever. And August is like, I will never. I'm never. I'm never. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm the same way. I'm like, I will never ask for a favor. favor. Like, mm-hmm. you say it's fine. Mm-hmm. You say it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. But I'm not going to do it. I will climb sure every last one of those I'm stairs. I'm sure it's fine for you. For you. <laughs> for you. Right. And so uh, any depressant important comes in later. Uh, August has to get a job um, because she she's in school in New York. She goes to school. She's at whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, Brooklyn for, College? Yeah. Doesn't, what's awesome is that I thought school was also going to be a stressor. Not, school n- nearly non-existent in this book. She goes to classes. She passes classes. Guess what? She's she very passes, good. She graduates. Spoiler. Awesome. Great. Non-issue. Amen. She's so good at school that she just stops going for a while and misses, right. like, midterms or, or something. She's able to make it up. A small hit to her GPA, then she gets out of it. Um, so anyway, yeah, shouts, shouts to August for being good at school. All right, anyway, um, it makes sense that August... No, no, no. It, it makes very much sense does. The spreadsheet. She can spreadsheet that shit out. All right, so she needs to get a job. She gets a job at this place called Billy... No... Pancake, Pancake Billy's House, House of, of Pancakes. Pancakes, which is just a place I would 100% eat at. Mm-hmm. Um, the roommates kind of strong arm August into going to eat there as like a housewarming right. uh, dinner She's present. like, I don't have any money. And they're like, it's pancakes, we got Pancakes, this. we got you. Which is just like, if there was one like moment of just like true, like queer found family truth in this book, it is moving into a shitty apartment and going to get pancakes where they're covering you because you're broke. Like, it is just... Mm-hmm. Oh. It's true and accurate thing. Yeah. Also, pancakes are cheap enough that, like, Truth. people who are also poor can be like, no, we can... We I can, got you. I got you. Can, Nobody here has money, but I got you. Yeah, we can cover the $4 plate. Yeah, it's cool. But they basically also just kind of, like, shove August into a job, even though August is like, I've never waited tables. And they're like, yes, you have. Yes, you have. <laughs> she has plenty of experience. Tons of experience. Her. Born in an apron. So we have... In this in this restaurant, there are three employees. There's Winston. That is correct, right? That sounds correct. I'm glad right. you remember names because I never do. Well, I'm about to screw up this next one. So, Winston is another waiter. He's another waiter. Mm-hmm. He's black. Um, he's part Jamaican. Or he is Jamaican. Or his people are Jamaican. Something along those lines. But he also speaks Polish. Because uh, his girlfriend is the... Which uh, we don't find out for quite some time that they're dating. Correct. Because they... Like, I would never date a co-worker like that. But... It is a bit of a different... It's a restaurant thing. But but if I did, nobody would know. Yeah. So... That is very, um, yeah. Where am I covered to the grave? Yeah. So he, he is dating. And also comes in... To his own as a drag queen throughout the book as well, which is right, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but his girlfriend Lucy is the like manager slash like does whatever needs doing person at um, the pancake place, and then Jerry 
is the cook. Yes. And he's like ancient. He's very old. And he was an important plot note is that he was around in the 70s. So. Yes. Okay. But he was also drunk he in was, the 70s. Like any restaurateur. Well, not a restaurateur. He's a chef. He's a cook. He's a yeah. line chef. He's not a restaurateur. Short order cook and a he's diner. A short order cook and a diner. Yeah. An alcoholic. Like basically yeah. the entire but also, industry. Yeah, I was gonna say like it, it doesn't re, 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 you know hold itself only to like diners and stuff. Like I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. the Rest- vast majority of chefs are. Oh yeah, it's either bad. drunk or doing heavy drugs. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So um, that's that is the list of important characters. Oh, her mom, whatever. That is the list of all the important characters except for. The, the romantic interest, the victim, the victim. <laughs> Those are all the suspects, uh, and importantly, we have the victim. The victim here is one B U Jane Sue. Uh, she is uh, Chinese American of uh, San Francisco, born in the forties, late forties, early fifties. Late forties, early fifties, yeah. Like, no, definitely late 40s because she's only 23 and or so early 50s because she's 23 and 77 when she gets oh, okay she's, she's she's like similarly aged yeah, August. Yeah, I'm always yeah, bad at keeping track yeah, yeah. of these things yeah yeah, yeah. They're about, she's about the same age, same same age, age as August okay. but older because it was gay 70s aging as opposed <laughs> to uh, gay 2020s aging yeah August um, has been through it though August has been through it I'm but uh, yeah slight, no but yeah 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 uh, <laughs> uh, slight, in a slightly different fashion in this particular situation Truth. so um, she leaves home okay. at a young age, travels around, comes to New York. We don't know any of this when the book starts. All we know is that she's hot and she's very nice. Okay, so this was like a bit in the book that I was like, oh, I can draw a direct parallel to my own life. Only my story didn't go quite the same way because I'm not a romance novel protagonist. Mm, but... uh. Just the thing where, like, where you're out and everything is going wrong and then someone does something nice and it's a hot lesbian and you just die a bit. Because I was, cause, uh, August is having a shit-ass day. Very shit Everything goes day. bad. Everything. And showing up for her first day of class and her, like, shirt is soaked because she fell she, in no, the she gutter. Slips, she, no, she slips in a puddle. Gets on coffee, ice. coffee on ice. on her. She has coffee in her hand. Coffee on her on blouse. Ice. There's nothing yeah. she can do. She yeah. falls. Coffee goes all over her shirt. Yeah. Her um, phone goes in the gutter. Phone goes in the, her phone goes in the gutter. Yeah. Somebody just kicks it. Nothing she can do about it. Yeah. Awful. She has to get up and continue to go to class because mm-hmm. it's the first day of classes. Um, you want to start how you mean to go on. You're not going to skip the first day. Right. But um, and she shows up on the subway and Jane is just like, have my scarf. Mm-hmm. You need you need something. Right. And it's the best thing. It is. It is the best thing. It is the best thing. And it just makes me think of this one time when I was at an Ana DeFranco concert and a fight broke out and some dude was being a jackass and a hot lesbian protected me. Oh. And if I was a romance novel protagonist, we would have never gotten married. <laughs> this podcast wouldn't exist. <laughs> but yeah, no. It, the parallel is not as parallel as I, I was originally stating, but... The feeling, the same like yeah, no, the yeah, yeah, yeah. you're just like damn, because right. the whole like point of Jane is that like she's hot and she's nice and everyone falls in love with her. Yes, she's just sitting on the subway being hot and doing nice things for people and people are just losing it. All the, all the chapter breaks are uh, various postings either in the newspaper or on Craigslist, things like that uh, uh, from the '70s through today. Of people having a single interaction with Jane on the subway. Various misconnections. And just, like, being like, look, I just wanted to, like, nothing. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm deeply in love There's with the you. There's the occasional one that's platonic that's just right. like, this person changed my life. Mm-hmm. But most of them are in love with her. <laughs> well, I think my favorite one was, like, the uh, the lady who was like, um, like, I can pay for whatever you want, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> have you. It's like, I'll make it definitively worth your time or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, damn. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm a little in love with Jane. I think everyone is a little in love with I Jane. Think that, yeah. I believe, <laughs> I believe that to be the point of this one. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Right. So, um, 
Uh, so let's describe the murder. So, <laughs> well, as we did, we just described the murder. Uh, we found we found the body on the train being very nice. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But turns out she's not dead. So. She is, in fact, not a ghost. We get a seance in this book. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And this is where we and that's when you begin to realize that... Uh, that, that he actually is a psychic. Nico's not actually just, like, full of nonsense. Right. And what's cool about it is Isaiah pops in uh, for the seance. Um, it's delightful. Uh, and it just goes along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, this book also includes a secondary romance novel inside of its romance novel. Yeah, it between does. Isaiah and Wes. That is... Absolutely wonderful. And because delightful. Wes is grumpy and scared. Yes, Russ is grumpy and scared. And Isaiah is a lot. And but Isaiah is is lovely and patient. Correct. And um and is willing to wait for Wes to figure his shit out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very it's very nice. and everybody and it's one of my favorite tropes, which is everyone knows but Wes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, also, well, Wes also does kind of know. Well, he but knows, but he's, he's trying very hard to not know. Yeah. yeah. I, I do also like when they try very hard to not also know. Also, another, another fun trope. He deserves better than me. Oh, yes, absolutely. I will nobly sacrifice my <laughs> yeah. own feelings. Good trope. Yeah. Solid stuff. I'm, I, I will sepulchre myself on this romantic situation. Yeah. Especially since it's a background. Yeah. Especially yeah. since it's a background romance, so you don't have to go through all of the like eye rolling it. Just talk to each yep. other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so you can enjoy the like absurd trope without having that level of frustration. The, the bit where after the, uh, the, big, gr- after the big brunch, um, where. Uh, Wes just will, like just runs away whenever <laughs> Isaiah and just arrest the parts. <laughs> Good, that's excellent, that's excellent stuff. Or the bit, bit where antidepressant is on stage and her costume is dissolving. And, oh yes, and, under the water, there's and, like a candy costume. And so is Wes. So is Wes. <laughs> also, also dissolving. <laughs> oh, the, or the scene where Wes literally dies under a table uh, at the party. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. And there's uh, just, oh, there's so many absolutely adorable moments in this book. Absolutely adorable moments. Because, like, speaking of the party, like, the bit where um, August is sad because August wants everybody to meet Jane, and also Jane deserves to go to a party, and mm-hmm. so, um, but Jane can't leave the train, that's the whole thing, Jane is stuck She's on the train. stuck on the train. Like, um, stuck in time, displaced in time, stuck on the train. Yeah, she is displaced in time, but decreasingly so, as her and August... Yeah, uh, become closer and closer. She's getting more and more kind of anchored. Yeah, she's anchored to in August. This, anchored in August. Time, August. August time, but still stuck on the queue. Mm-hmm. And so that's the tree. And so um, she can't leave it. Yeah, but and at this so, point, August has gotten her. Well, not really so much gotten her, but given her the burner phone that August has, because of course she does. She needs a burner phone for her references, so that when <laughs> Billy Pancake Billy Sons of Pancakes called her for a reference, she could change her voice and be like, "Yes, August has waited tables for me for ten years." But she also, it's established in the books, she had the burner phone in the beginning. Oh, yes, she did have the burner phone in the beginning. I'm just saying, used it, yeah. August has a burner phone. Of that course. is an integral part of August's character. Absolutely. You can't be looking for these records without a burner phone. Yeah. But um, uh, August has given Jane her burner phone and so calls her from the party. And so just carrying her around in her pocket, mm-hmm. being at the party. And then, Talking to everybody. And then they take the party to the train. So this is where this is where having a superhero in your in your squad is always very useful. Yes. Because antidepressant, the ringleader of this giant brunch uh, situation, this Easter brunch, which is happening at like nine at night, or is it by this time in time it's midnight or what have you. I think it's appropriate. Yeah. Um, I mean, thematically, um, <laughs> uh, everyone leaves the apartment and just walks down to the train station and gets on the train so they can all meet Jane. Uh, most of the majority of the people in this party have no idea that Jane is literally stuck on the train. But they just go along with it because why the hell not? Because that's what they're going to do. Also, they're at this point in time sufficiently plowed. Uh, they are in their Lubricated. Well-lubricated. <laughs> uh, sauced. So, yeah. Um, at that point in time, the train could go anywhere. Like I meant like the party train. The party train. But, yeah, they just... And so, yeah, they were, gone. they were good to go. Um, yeah, then that is an excellent little fun story thing, what have you. So, um, something that is common to both of the books, both of the books by this author, is that there are segments in the book, um, like one particular segment in each book, where I'm like, this author is inside my brain. So, the one that 
um, from this book comes during a period where August and Jane are really getting to know each other, like, super well. You know, trading anecdotes from their pasts and mm-hmm. deep feelings and, mm-hmm. you know, balancing that out with lighter stuff and very cute, like, da-da-da-da-da. Anyway, at one point, Jane says something pretty serious. Um, and then August feels like she has to say something serious back. And so what she says is... Um, because August is from uh, New Orleans, and so she is of an age that Katrina happened when she was in, like, elementary school. Mm-hmm. And um, they also didn't have a lot of money, so right. she felt those effects. Uh, and that is not my story, but the part that follows that is, is, is my story to some degree. So anyway, she says, uh, when I was a kid after Katrina, you remember how I told you about the hurricane? There was this year I got moved around to different schools until my old school reopened and we could go home. And my anxiety got bad, like really bad. So I convinced myself that because the statistical likelihood of something happening in real life exactly the way I imagined it was so low, if I imagined the worst possible things in vivid detail, I could mathematically reduce the odds of them happening. I convinced myself that my brain had power over the probability projections of the universe. I'd lie awake at night thinking about the worst stuff that could happen like it was my job. And I don't know if I ever really broke the habit. She did not. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh, shit. That was like, that was my childhood was just sitting in bed, like imagining every possible bad scenario. And somehow I did not get diagnosed with anxiety until well into my adulthood. That's just what all kids do. No. <laughs> I mean, it's what I assumed. I mean, this is the problem of whatever. My follow-up was always that the thing that I always did was I comforted myself thinking that it was super unlikely that if I thought about my mom dying that she would die and that she did die. So that kind of fucked up that coping mechanism. Mm. Not that it was a good one to start with. No, it's but... not exactly an excellent starting mechanism, <laughs> coping mechanism to go on. Yeah. 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 So I was just like, dang. There's too much variance out there for that one to really lock in. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, no. I was going to sit here and flounder on that one. Okay. Just okay. Let, just let that soak. <sighs> mm. But we do eventually come to the sort of, whatchamacallit, crescendo moment of the book where we have. How do we solve the murder? How do we solve the murder? Yes. So we solve the murder because. So, nine things happen at once. Yes. Thing, I'm not always fun. One, Billy, Pancake Billy's House of Pancakes is going to be uh, foreclosed on because they're got, the people who own the plot of land are going to sell the plot of land to a developer to do other things, and Billy cannot afford the increased uh, rent situation. Mm-hmm. And he cannot afford to also buy... He cannot afford the increased rent, which is only increasing to the... They could sell the place. It's like a force and Billy out, yeah. can't afford... To buy it out. To buy it out. So, or I guess Billy too. Um, Billy Junior. Yeah. I thought so. it was. I thought it was maybe the original. No, you think you're right. No, no, no it's, it's not a, the original. No, you're right. His mom, his mom and dad. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's the second secondary it's, Billy. It's, it's Billy. Yeah, it's Billy. But he's too. he's retired and living in New Jersey or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um. He's also old. But um, yes. So Billy too can't afford to whatever. So it's about to close down. Um, and everybody's really sad because this isn't just like some shitty diner where all this works. It's a really like. It's a, it's a cornerstone of said neighborhood. Yeah. In the way that lots of cornerstones of said neighborhood are in New York that are now juice bars. Yes. Um, and so everybody's just like, it reaches kind of like a, a particular breaking point for a lot of people. And they manage to get together a big um, drag show big fundraiser. Drag show party. Um, uh, but they are able to, through lots of shenanigans, host in, basically in the subway because <laughs> uh, they don't have enough space. Uh, the place that we're going to hold it at was too small. They got so many people that wanted to come. But as part of their uh, secondary plan to get in to recreate the circumstances that led to Jane well, the getting 70, unsuckened. The 76 New York blackout. Yes. Uh, which took out power to most of the city. It was a really gnarly time. Good times. Yeah. Um, so they Here's a history the, lesson. They wanted to recreate that without, you know, killing the entire city. Yes. So um, uh, the goal is to electrify the lines, like overshoot the lines again. Uh, but with Jane on the line, and hopefully it would suck her back to... Not uh, being stuck in time. Not being stuck in time. Mm-hmm. Possibly. The big tension, the actual big romantic tension is, and why I like this more than I like a lot of the romantic tension parts and a lot of romance novels, mm-hmm. because 
the romantic tension. The tension here is, uh, of course, obviously, Jane wants to go back to 1976 uh, because that's where she's from. That's where her friends and family are. She can, like, whatever. Um, and, of course, Jane wants her to be here. And now neither of them have any power over this. But then also, Jane wants to be here because of August. And August doesn't want to be selfish and keep Jane away from her family. So they both have, like, tension on both sides. And it's really... It's really it's, it's very nice. Um, but what we find out is that uh, Jane doesn't when August is not around, when August is gone for a while, uh, Jane loses tether to like reality. this particular time and place and so gets unstuck in time so she basically doesn't remember anything anything at all. She just exists in the present only um, on the line. Uh, and the line is going to be shut down. This is like thing three or four on the list. The line yeah. is going to be shut down in September for, like, for, for maintenance, maintenance for a couple whatever. of months. And if there's no power to the line for that long. And August um, can't come and see Jane for that long. Then Jane might disappear entirely. Yeah. Um, unstuck from time, but also. Just gone. Gone. So, yeah. And that's also bad. Possibly the worst possible option. Right. So we're on a deadline situation here. We've got things to do. So we got to flip some switches. We gotta run some power, and it's actually I like that they talk to each other, and they're either they they don't talk to each other because Jane is obviously super stressed out. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jane is also like genuinely a good person, but also just trying so hard to be a good person and trying so hard not to like right. talk about the shit that's bothering her. Exactly. And then eventually it does boil over a bit, and they have to have an actual conversation, and it's handled very well. That's never happened to me in my entire life. <laughs> I've never once held on to anything for too long, ever. Tried to project, I'm okay with everything. Everything is fine. Every fiber, every fiber of my being is fine. I have never. Thank you very much. I've never not been fine. And in fact, you insinuating that I've ever not been fine <laughs> is the real problem here. Okay? Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, been there. Um, it's a very nice, it's like a very like touching situation. Um because they're both, their hearts are in a good place. And they do talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only, like, don't talk for, like, a couple of days or whatever. I lo- Also, I love Myla uh, just uh, being unending about it uh, with August. And, like, you, haven't, you still haven't talked to her? It's been, like, two days. Like, what is your deal? Like, just... She said she wanted space. Yeah, but now you've did talk to her. You've given, you've given her space. Now go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm over here. I'm always just like, eh, look, someone says they want space, and they want space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, in my head... Which is legit, but, like... But in my head, that means forever. Unless, <laughs> unless explicitly told otherwise. Yeah. Just like, Which is generally the safe assumption. But this was a fun, somewhat unique situation where Jane has the potential to just, like, get unstuck in time. Right. So, you well, know. There's a, a time loss. But also, sometimes uh, you shouldn't check in with people. That's true. That's true. Like, you don't have to, like, show up, show up. But you don't just, like, delete yourself from the from the, from the lives entirely. Fair. So. See, I also tend towards the, you need some space, I will disappear forever. It is yeah. on you to reach out to me right. uh, side of things. So, um, What I found is that people just don't. So. Okay, seriously, the most stressful part of this book, though, to me, which says something about me, probably not particularly like positive, but not the whole Jane might get unstuck from time, not that we're on a time crunch, not the Billy's pancakes, pancake, Billy house of pancakes might get shut down. It's the part where August is so involved in solving these problems that she just, uh, specifically solving the Jane problem, where she just stops going to work or school for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. So stressful. I'm like, you can't just do that. Right. You can't just not go. You don't even, she doesn't even call, or she calls in like once and says like she's like, oh, I'm bitter. And, but then she shows up to the diner to get pancakes. It, Everyone knows. Me. Everyone knows. Oh, uh, it's the worst. It's uh yeah. So it's wild. It's mm-hmm. even though like my like theoretically my beliefs are all like life should come first and sometimes people need to take do we breaks or do from... we not live under capitalism? Yeah. All right then, you got to go to work. Yeah. Sorry, homies. It's a problem. Like, yeah. It's a problem. Bills is due. I mean, she does go back to work because bills is due. Yeah. No, that's the part that kind of saved it for me is that she does eventually go back to work because bills are due. <laughs> and then she goes, she goes to the guidance counselor and then she learns for the first time, for the first time, and it seems like her entire career, that like she is one semester away from graduating. It's like, you have all the credits to graduate. There's really like, you're going to graduate. Yeah. Whether you just, like it or not. Right. And she's like, oh. What the fuck do I do now? Yeah. Which, 
Yo, Fair. yo, let me tell you. Uh, don't do it. If you could just rack up debt for the rest of your life, just stay in, <laughs> just stay in school and never get out because... I see. Out, I also find that incredibly stressful, but I say this as someone who didn't do that. So yeah, but uh, the, both the debt, debt and the just being in school forever thing. Because I say I say I don't debt, but I sit in this house that I don't own. Well, I will one day. But, but. <laughs> we theoretically own this house, but the bank really owns most of it. Right. Um, anyway. But yeah, no. Uh, school being in school forever is great in one way, but academia has some really messed up parts to it that. No, make it less trash. Than fully, it, yeah, restful. I, 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 I people talk about like I loved being in school. I stayed in school for. I'm just like, and I really enjoy parts of school, but it's just there's enough other parts that I got shit to do. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I pay my bills. I pay my bills. So we do, in fact, live under capitalism. So anyway, I, I don't got time to sit <laughs> in your basket weaving class again. So, um, yeah, that is that was indeed stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so. That's basically the whole book. Uh, Jane stays in time. She gets unmarried from time. And then she winds up, and August is uh, totally emotionally crushed because she thinks she went back in time. And it turns out that three weeks later, um, Jane just pops up. Turns out this is not an exact science, and Jane just kind of floated around for a little bit before dropping down. And Well, no, and Jane, well yeah, she floated around for a bit, but in, in Jane's world, it's seconds. Right, right, right. But um, by, by, I mean, like, just kind of like in the other. Oh, Jane, yeah, in like, the ether. Yes, whatever. in the ether. I don't know. Words. Ether. Anyway, Jane floats around for a bit and then plops down in whatever time period the present is in right, this book. and then comes the Billies. Yes, and then comes the Billies. Finds Jane. Not finds Jane. Jane finds August. Finds August. And it's very... Oh, it's wonderful. <sighs> it's good times. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's very good stuff. And, like, I fully am 100% on board with, um, as romance fans uh, frequently call it, H-E-A's, which is happily ever afters, that, like, it's good, it's not corny, it's how it's supposed to be. But also... That's what these books are for. Also, I think this book... So... I mean, it's obviously... Know, a, a, I'm a denouement fan, uh, and I think not enough books uh, really sit in it. Uh, they climax too late, and then there's, like, three pages of, like... Uh, well, and then I guess at the end, uh, this got wrapped up, this got wrapped up, and this got wrapped up, and that's the end of the book. And but like this one, even un- there was enough time mm. with August and Jane, post Jane being unmoored from time. Yeah. That while we're still definitively in like the super honeymoon phase. Right. That like. Um, but we established that like Jane has to get used to living in the yeah, present she, and. The the thing I cared about the most. Myla came through with a fake ID. That was always my question. Yep, that's like, always my question in these situations. Yep. Yep. So Myla came through with a fake ID, um, and I, I needed that to have to happen. Um, uh, and like, so... They, they, enough of the, like, practicalities were addressed for me to feel like... Jane also has a job at Pancake, Lily's Council Pancakes now. <laughs> um, August is going to do, be, like... Working beside, working beside this dude who she worked with... Uh, it's 40 so years ago. <laughs> so, who definitely who definitely sees her and 100% knows what's up. What doesn't know? He has no idea about the time thing. But and like... He sees her and like, this is the exact same person. Yep. But my God, was I drunk back then. So mm-hmm. I just got to... It's a very... They have to... They have to... Look. Jay was also... They have like, to tell him. In a roundabout way, responsible for him getting sober. So... Right. Yes. You know. Yeah. The events nice. that led to Jane getting stuck in time were the events that ended up with him getting sober because he had, and he thought he got her killed or something like that and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So yeah, so yeah, it's all like yeah, it's it's a happy but like we spend there's enough time addressing some of the bits and there's the idea that like they have plans for what they're going to do in the future, not yes. just and not just like idyllic plans, not like we're gonna have the house and nothing. No, there's like we're like, legit gonna go maybe find Jane's family and try to figure out if there's anything that can be resolved there and right and we're gonna you know uh august is gonna use her like research detective skills in a way that is actually feels healthy and useful to her right and it's it's nice it's good it's well it's well it's well enough thought out for me it's well balanced as someone who loves a denouement it really is always disappointing like I mean, mostly, honestly, it's what it is. Is I just I'm a slice of life nerd or whatever, and so like mm. I want a little more time after the climate yeah, events to like, like the of kind live. of domestic practicalities. Like I, like I want to like hang out with the people that we've grown to love over the course of the book. I'm telling you, you should now. read more coffee shop AU fan fiction. So the problem <laughs> as we've gone over this is that like it's difficult. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be in the coffee shop with the people from Star Wars. 
I want to be in the coffee shop with the people who used to work at the coffee shop in the last book I read. <laughs> but I want them to stay in the coffee shop until they get out of the coffee shop. So you could just find... I want the 10 years later. Find coffee shop AUs that are well-written, but from a fandom you have no connection to. Mm. And so they're essentially just original essentially characters. Original novel. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> it's good stuff. Right. All right. Okay. So. Parting thoughts? Parting thoughts. Casey McQuiston cannot write more books fast enough. If you're listening to this, which, God forbid. Oh, Lord. One time we did a Don't podcast. Don't worry. I'm not... I won't tell you. <laughs> One time we did a podcast, and the author of the book listened to the podcast, and I may have stopped feeling able to record podcasts for like several years afterwards because I am a being made purely from anxiety. It's Yeah, it's true. So... Uh, if for some god-awful reason Casey does listen to this, uh, I have nothing to say. Full stop. Goodbye. Write another book. <laughs> do that. Um, books are good. And we like to read them. Okay. So yeah. Um, what, do you have anything else? you just like the book? You're good? It's a good time? You're loving it? It's you a very good balance. I love it. I love sci-fi. So the fact that this is kind of like sci-fi fantasy mixed with romance and it's queer women and it's Look, it's a queer romance novel. That's not a. It's not a paranormal romance novel. So I don't have to it's deal with. It's not paranormal. There's not a giant age uh, gap, which a, is there's nice. Not mass, there's not a massive age gap. Well, there is, but lol. No, there's not a massive uh, age. There's not it a doesn't massive count age gap. if it's because of time travel. I know. There's not a massive age gap. Um, I mean, I, oh, like, I did love the part where like uh, Jane is talking about how it's not fair because August has been doing all this research on Jane and so forth. Uh, with her little notebooks. Yeah. Uh, which Oh, God. August said her notebooks and her lists. Be still my heart. Oh, uh, make <laughs> me some more lists. But, like, uh, uh, and Jane is stuck on the subway uh, without the ability to do all these things or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and so she's like, it's not fair. You have a hit start and all of this stuff or whatever. And I was just like, that's true. It's not fair. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I don't know. That was, that was going to go somewhere, but it's not because this podcast is over and we need to end it. Um, <laughs> so, ending things is hard both in books and in podcasts I think, I think Casey did a decent job here oh my god I'm trying to be pithy good night